And a legendary filmmaker as our big release of the week. Hayao Miyazaki is responsible for classic animated films like Spirited Away and Princess Mononoke. And now he finishes his career with a movie titled The Boy and the Heron. It's a beautifully animated and colorful film about a boy named Mahito who tragically loses his mother in a hospital fire, then struggles to fit in at his new home when his father remarries. When Mahito's pregnant stepmother disappears, Mahito follows after her into a strange tower near their home that takes him to a mystical and magical land. Much like other Studio Ghibli movies, there are many fantastical elements and some old Eastern legends mixed in with the story, which deals with grief, legacy, choice, and responsibility. There's also quite a talented voice cast in the English dub, including Christian Bale, Robert Pattinson, Mark Hamill, Willem Dafoe, Gemma Chan, and Florence Pugh. Unfortunately for me, I've only heard those particular voices in the trailer since the screening of the movie that I got to attend was in the original Japanese with English subtitles. So I would warn you that when you go to the movie, make sure you're seeing it in the language you prefer. The Boy and the Heron was a well-made movie, though, with gorgeous animation. But I was a little bit less satisfied with the story resolution, and I may need to see it a second time to fully appreciate it. It is rated PG-13, and it is playing only in theaters. This next movie is one that will catch the eye of many of our audience. It's called The Oath. It's locally produced, and it tells a story centered around a character that members of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints will recognize from the Book of Mormon. The Oath is an action drama with faith elements mixed in. It's set sometime around 400 A.D., somewhere in the Americas. The movie sets the scene with a montage telling the story of two brothers whose descendants had battled each other for centuries before one finally wiped out the other. Now just one man remains from the Nephite tribe, a man named Moroni. After being hiding for years, he saves the life of an abused mistress of the king of one of the rival tribes. In the process, he begins to finally feel less alone, but must still keep his oath to God and preserve the record of his people. I have to admit, I was apprehensive going in to watch this movie. There have been good faith efforts to adapt stories from the Book of Mormon in the past that just didn't turn out so well. I thought this one turned out pretty decent, though. There are elements that feel similar to movies like Braveheart, Last of the Mohicans, and even Gladiator, and it's presented in a way that's accessible to anyone, whether you've heard of the Book of Mormon or not. It also has Billy Zane wearing a giant beard. Darren Scott, who plays Moroni, also wrote and directed the film, and there were moments watching where I wished he had picked either the role in front of the camera or the one behind it, because it seemed like maybe that would have produced a stronger finished product. I think your reaction to the movie will depend on how you pictured Moroni's story outside the written record. For me, The Oath was a better-than-average film, and I really enjoyed parts of it, especially the musical score. The Oath is rated PG-13 and is only in theaters. Our next movie is actually on streaming, but it's got a big-name cast. Leave the World Behind stars Julia Roberts, Ethan Hawke, Mahershala Ali, and Kevin Bacon. 
Roberts and Hawk play a husband and wife who, on a whim, rent out an Airbnb-type vacation home near Manhattan. And they take their teenage son and preteen daughter away for the weekend. Everything's going mostly fine until Mahershala Ali's character and a woman he claims is his daughter show up in the middle of the night claiming the house belongs to them. Suddenly, the phones are dead. There's no cell reception or way to verify the couple's story. And then even more mysterious stuff starts to happen. I honestly kind of hate that I have to show you these video clips right now because Leave the World Behind is actually a movie that is way more fun to watch the less you know going in. I got pretty tensed up at times watching this, and Julia Roberts does not play America's sweetheart in this film, which is a bit of a departure from what you're used to seeing her do. It's a pretty good modern-day thriller with scenarios that are believable and more fun to think about watching them on screen than, you know, if you actually had to live them. I think it's worth a watch. Leave the World Behind is rated R, and it is streaming on Netflix. Also on streaming, a documentary about an event that shook the world but surprisingly has never really been explored like this before. John Lennon, Murder Without a Trial, is a three-part documentary that looks at the assassination of former Beatles frontman John Lennon outside his New York City apartment on, today, December 8th, 1980. The documentary features interviews with eyewitnesses who have never spoken on camera before about what they witnessed. The documentary lays out in detail everything that happened on the day, as well as the quick arrest and then plea deal reached by his killer, Mark David Chapman. Only one part of the three-part documentary focuses on Lennon and the day of the murder. The other two parts focus, focus more on his killer and his mental state. This documentary may be a difficult watch for some who are big fans of Lennon, especially his peacekeeping efforts. I found it interesting because it was an event I knew took place. I knew its significance, but I didn't really know any actual details of the murder itself or the extent of the outpouring of grief from around the world when the word spread. John Lennon Murder Without a Trial is not rated, but it is probably in the TV 14 range. All three episodes are available now on Apple TV+. Now to the honorable mention list. First up is a movie starring Anne Hathaway and Thomas and McKenzie set in the 1960s called Eileen. McKenzie, who you may recall from the movie Jojo Rabbit, she plays Eileen, a somewhat boring and repressed woman who works as a secretary at a boy's prison. When Hathaway's character shows up to be the new prison therapist, Eileen is fascinated by her and maybe even has deeper feelings than that. I can say without hesitation that unless you've read the book on which this movie is based, you have no idea where this story is going to eventually end up. Eileen is rated R and is playing only in a few local theaters. On streaming, all your teenage girls will probably soon be talking about Netflix's latest romance series called My Life with the Walter Boys. 15-year-old Jackie has to leave her active life in New York City to live in Colorado with her mom's best friend after Jackie's family dies in a tragic accident. Jackie struggles adapting as an outsider at school and at her new home. But things aren't completely terrible since her mom's best friend just happens to live in a house full of boys two of whom Jackie starts to develop an interest in. But will she choose the cute and sensitive brother named Alex or the super hot bad boy brother named Cole? My Life with the Walter Boys is rated TV 14 and all 10 episodes are available to stream now on Netflix. Now, for the more mature viewer, we have a return from the quirky but lovable TV detective Adrian Monk. Over on Peacock, we have the made-for-TV movie Mr. Monk's Last Case, that brings back the team from the long-running USA Network show. Tony Shalhoub once again plays Monk, the guy who can solve pretty much any murder despite all of his obsessive-compulsive habits. This time, Monk comes out of retirement to solve one last very personal case involving his stepdaughter, Molly, as she prepares to marry her journalist fiancé. 
This is the first new content involving Monk in 14 years. And yes, they do talk about how Monk handled COVID. Nothing particularly groundbreaking in this movie, but watching it is like seeing an old friend again. And again, it is streaming on Peacock. Finally, a couple of Christmas-related kids shows. First up is Diary of a Wimpy Kid Christmas Cabin Fever on Disney+. Plus. This is the second animated movie based on the characters created by Jeff Kinney. In this hour-long movie, Greg and Raleigh hide out from the consequences of accidentally rolling the giant snowball down a hill. But they're also forced to contend with being stuck in their own houses for several days with their families during a giant blizzard. Diary of a Wimpy Kid Christmas is easy to watch, and it actually has a sweet message rolled in there. It's on Disney+. Plus. The other animated special is called Merry Little Batman, and it's streaming on Prime Video. In case you didn't know, Batman has a kid named Damien. And when Damien gets stuck at home on Christmas Eve while Batman is out fighting crime, I suppose, Damien decides to protect Wayne Manor, Home Alone style. Again, this is silly fun, and it is on Prime Video. Well, that's what we've got. Looking ahead to next week, we finally get the backstory for Willy Wonka in a colorful musical starring Timothy Chalamet. See you then. All right, Andy. Yeah, got a lot to look at. I'm glad at. he was able to take a breath there for a second to get through all of that. <laughs> we appreciate what he does. We love Andy. Hey, thanks for watching. I hope you and your family found this review helpful, and I invite you to check out my other in-depth reviews of movies and streaming TV shows on KSLTV.com. I'll see you there.